0: Hey folks, I'm Brett Aquila with TruckingTruth.com and welcome to another episode of our podcast, The Road Home, where we help new drivers prepare for life on the road. Today I want to cover the different types of freight that you can haul and how they differ from each other when it comes to pay, job duties, lifestyle, and home time. So we'll start with dry van. A dry van is nothing more than an empty box, basically, that can haul any sort of goods which do not require strict temperature control and can be loaded through the back doors. You could be hauling anything from cereal to auto parts to hazardous chemicals. Now the pay rate for dry van will fluctuate wildly from company to company. Some of the best and some of the worst paying jobs are dry van jobs. Oftentimes a company may start you out at a relatively low pay rate, especially if you're brand new to the industry, but they often give a series of significant raises throughout the year to entice you to stay with the company longer and that can put your pay on par with any company out there. Now, home time opportunities is where Dryvan has a huge advantage over most types of freight. If you're looking to get home daily or maybe weekly, Dryvan is the best place to start. The freight tends to be more regionalized with a smaller percentage of the freight traveling coast to coast, and most runs averaging anywhere from maybe 300 to 750 miles. So it's easier to find a job that can get you home more often in dry van than in most other types of freight. In dry van, you will also find a lot of freight is drop and hook. And all that means is that you drop your loaded trailer at the customer and then hook up to an empty trailer, or vice versa, without having to wait for a live load or unload. That's a great way for dry van drivers to keep those wheels turning and get the miles up there each week. You will also find a lower percentage of freight that goes coast to coast with dry van so your chances of running all 48 states are fairly slim. Even in a 48-state division, you will normally stay on one side of the Mississippi with an occasional run to faraway places if you're lucky. As far as physical labor goes, dry van covers the entire spectrum. There are plenty of jobs that require almost no physical work whatsoever, and there are jobs that require the driver to do some or even all of the unloading. Now, one feature of dry van freight is that it tends to fluctuate quite a bit throughout the year, especially before and after the holidays. Things will stay pretty busy from about late spring through early fall, and then it'll be super busy until about mid-December when the holiday freight is mostly delivered and things slow down significantly. January through April tend to be pretty slow overall, but of course you'll still have no problem making a living. But in dry van, you really do want to make hay when the sun shines. When the freight is strong, you run hard so that if lean times hit, you're prepared for it. Okay, so let's move on to refrigerated freight. Now, with refrigerated freight, you're pulling what's referred to as a reefer, or basically a dry van that has insulation in the walls and a giant diesel-operated heating and cooling unit on the front of it. The temperature in these units can be set throughout quite a wide range, from below zero to above 100 degrees, and you may find yourself hauling anything from ice cream to sides of beef or anything that a dry van can haul. The pay and temperature controlled freight works out to be about the same as in dry van. Most companies pay by the mile and your miles will work out about the same as they do with dry van. Now there is a significant difference from dry van when it comes to home time, the average length of haul, and the regions of the country that you tend to run. If you're looking to get home more often, you're going to struggle to find that opportunity with refrigerated freight, which on average travels longer distances than dry van freight, so it's not often that you'll only run one region of the country. You will find a much larger percentage of the freight goes coast to coast, so you'll get an opportunity to see more of the country, but you'll also get home less often. Most refrigerator companies will get you home maybe every two to three weeks. The physical work is about the same as with dry van. There are plenty of jobs that require little or no physical work by the driver, but there are also plenty of jobs that do require unloading. Food delivery to local restaurants and stores is one way that you can get home every night pulling refrigerated freight, but these jobs tend to require the driver to do all of the unloading and often require some experience in the industry first. One of the advantages to temperature controlled freight is the consistency of the freight throughout the year. Because you can haul a greater variety of goods, it's a little easier for temperature controlled freight to stay busy during the slower times. So instead of the large swings that you'll find in dry van, Refrigerated freight tends to be a little more consistent throughout the year. Okay, so let's talk about flatbed. Now, there are plenty of flatbed opportunities for rookies coming straight out of school, and in fact, some flatbed companies are even running their own company sponsored training programs. Now, I have to admit that I'm a little nervous about the idea of a rookie coming straight out of school into flatbed. There are a million things that a new driver has to worry about already. Without the added burden of learning the procedures and doing all the extra work involved with tarping and strapping a load. But there are tons of rookies who get through it just fine, so it's totally doable. But just be aware of the fact that you're taking on extra risk and extra work at what is already the toughest time in any driver's career. So be ready for a tough go of it, especially early on. Now, flatbed drivers often make a little more per mile than drive in or refrigerated drivers do, and they also get extra pay for tarping loads but on average, they turn a few less miles than the others. So in the end, flatbed may pay as much or maybe even a little more than the others, but I promise you, you're going to earn every penny of it. Flatbed is the type of job that most drivers either love or hate. You're either going to wind up being a hardcore flatbedder for life, or you're not going to want anything to do with it. Interestingly enough, flatbed is very similar to dry van when it comes to the regionalization of the freight, the average length of haul, and the home time opportunities. If you're looking to get home more often, or you only want to run certain regions of the country, then flatbed might be exactly what you're looking for. A lot of flatbed customers are only open on the weekdays, and the freight tends to stay in a smaller region of the country instead of going coast to coast, so a lot of flatbedders can get home on the weekends and possibly even more often than that. Now the average length of haul with flatbed is also closer to what it is in dry van. Many of the runs will be anywhere from 300 to 750 miles, with probably a few more runs averaging above 1,000 miles in length than you'll find in dry van. Now the physical work is of course where flatbed separates itself from the rest. It's common to have to lift tarps in excess of 75 or 100 pounds, and also some rather heavy chains and blocking to help secure everything. You'll also have to climb up on the top of the load on a regular basis, which can be incredibly dangerous. There is no shortage of stories involving flatbed drivers falling off the freight onto the parking lot, so you have to be extremely cautious when you're up there. Most flatbed companies will require you to pass an agility and strength test to make sure you have the physical capacity to do the work required. Normally, you will have to lift a 50 or 75-pound box up to shoulder level and demonstrate that you have reasonably decent balance and flexibility. Each company has a little bit different way of testing, so you have to find out what's required when you're researching your companies. Flatbed freight also tends to follow similar cycles to that of dry van freight, where you're busiest in the spring through fall, and things tend to drop off a bit in mid to late winter. Let me summarize quickly the best types of freight to look for in different circumstances that you may be facing. If you're looking to get home as often as possible, I would look into dry van or flatbed. If you're looking to stay out longer and see more of the country, then refrigerated is the place to start looking. If you like the idea of doing some physical labor, then flatbed would be the obvious choice, but there's no shortage of dry van and refrigerated jobs that require the driver to do the unloading, so keep your eyes open for opportunities there also. Now if you don't care what type of freight you haul, but you just want to make the most money possible, well there really isn't an easy answer for that one there isn't a clear-cut winner when it comes to final earnings. You'll have to evaluate opportunities on an individual basis to see where the best potential lies, but there often won't be a clear-cut winner. So I would say do not make the decision about which type of freight to haul simply based upon how much money you think you're going to be able to make. Choose the type of freight that you'd like to haul based upon the home time, the areas of the country you'd like to run, and the job requirements the pay in the end is going to work out pretty close to the same, no matter what type of freight you decide to haul. So as you can see, there's quite a few similarities between the three major types of freight, but plenty of significant differences also. And of course, there's also doubles and triples and tankers that you can haul, but because rookies rarely get these jobs, we'll cover those in a different episode. So when you're looking for that next job, make sure you really take the time to think over the type of job you'd like to have and don't choose one type of freight over another simply because you're hoping the pay will be better. There are no guarantees that you'll make more money with one type of freight over another, and you don't want to be stuck doing a job you don't like for pay that didn't live up to the expectations. So choose the type of freight you'd like to haul carefully and take your time learning your trade so that in the end when the work is done, you can sit back and relax and enjoy the road home. I'm Brett Aquila with and Truth, and we'll see you next time.